Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. So here's the thing. I haven't gone to bed before 1 a.m. for the entirety of October because I've been tracking it every single night. And he was like, whoa, that sucks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it sure does. And so, he, you know, he ended up saying, uh, he's like, well, you're in luck because I did the same exact thing when I was your age in college. I was like, hey, I'll take that. And uh, so he essentially was, we had, we had an hour and 13 minute call. And the first half of it was about crypto and some other things. And the second half of it was about the sleep thing. And then the third half was about other stuff. So it kind of varied, but ultimately his conclusion was what he found was that you can make a rational decision, but when chemicals hit, basically in the thick of a specific scenarios in life where there's like other influences on your thinking, you're not going to make a rational decision, no matter how rational you were before. So for example, say if you were trying to lose weight and you walk into the room and there's like a plate of cookies on the table. Uh, he's, also, he's also saying that a low willpower and a high willpower person have the equal chance, like have the same amount of chance or probability of eating one of those cookies, regardless of their willpower. But there is a difference between what a higher person, high willpower person does than, than what a low willpower person does. He said the low willpower person will just stand there and try to fight it and um, basically do nothing about the issue. A high willpower person will just take that plate of cookies and throw it away, like remove the temptation altogether. And it kind of, you know, clicked like, ah, that makes sense. And it's essentially a high willpower. People aren't necessarily superheroes, but they're crafting their environment. They're not putting themselves in places where they have to try to make a good decision when they're not going to be thinking straight. Cause when, when you're, when you're hungry and you see like that food that you probably shouldn't eat, say, I mean, neither of us are super overweight, but like if we were, right. we're trying to lose weight, right. it's going to be very hard for you to say no. Like you may be able to muscle through once or twice, but if you keep walking by that, like every hour of the day, you're going to crack at some point. And so ultimately what he was saying was, he was like, I'm sure you know that at some point during the night, like you hit an energy spur, basically like you'll get a bunch of energy all of a sudden out of nowhere and you'll feel motivated to get a bunch of stuff done and to do some work and all that stuff. And he was essentially saying, that's the thing that's keeping you up way past when you're wanting to go to bed. And you need to get to bed before that energy burst hits you or it's a screw. So we, I'm, I'm going to try to condense it all in our giant conversation we had and I have some notes I probably should refer to because this was like the most on track I've felt with the, the sleep thing so far. And it's going to be tough, but I think it'll be good. Yeah, he essentially said, because if I don't get to bed before the energy burst hits, then I'm just going to blow right past when I'm hoping to go to bed because... I'll be super motivated and have all this energy when I'm awake, when I should have gotten that, that hit of brain chemicals or whatever, when I was asleep, which made sense. And so basically he was saying, this is what he struggled with. And ultimately how he fixed it was by shifting his bedtime to before that hits when you're starting to feel a little drowsy in the evening, um, but it's not quite your normal bedtime, right. Of like later in the evening, he says, if you push it too far in the future, then you get a bunch of energy and it's very hard to go to bed on proper time. And so he was like, yeah, you just need to go to bed a lot earlier than you are. And he said, probably like at least getting in bed a solid hour before the hits you. So if my, if I get my energy burst, like spurt of new energy in the evening, 
around like 10 or 10 30 i should probably should be getting to bed by like 9 9 30 probably sitting Jeez. maybe 8 30 and so it's like well shoot that makes sense because like i was always trying to get to bed at 12 but by 12 rolls around i've already been running on this new energy for a while so i'm not going to feel sleepy whatsoever and it made sense as to why as to why but then i asked him well of course you know i'm in college Sometimes we have like movie nights or yeah. say if I'm in Ohio, I'm on like we're doing sleepovers or whatever, or say one night on the weekend, I want to play some games with my brother and some friends who usually don't hop on until like 10. Right. So, so I was like, what about those nights? And he essentially said the, the issue is many people start like a good habit, but they won't have a plan for exceptions or mistakes. They break it once. They basically just give up, scrap the whole habit and continue the old one. And so essentially like you might, being a perfect record for like a whole month then you go traveling right and your whole sleep schedule gets messed up and then when you get back into staying up late for the rest of you know in continuity um which made sense because that's happened to me a million times before he said here's the thing the rule is if you want to stay up past even when you should be going to bed you need to put it in your calendar a week before no less so if I know I'm going to Ohio, then I need to put it in my calendar. I'm going to be staying up late Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. And be coming back like Monday morning or something. I don't know. Um, and I need to have that in my calendar so that it's intentional. And I know I will be doing that. And then when I get back, or basically when it happens, it's not going to feel like a, like a guilty decision. Like, oh, but I should prioritize hanging out with people. Um, I'm going to know I've already budgeted that time, essentially. And I'm going to do that. Rather than thinking about on the fly. And so the same can be said for basically anything, any legitimate reason I want to give an excuse for, for the sleep thing. So they, they encouraged me in that. I was like, well, shoot. Um, now I'm going to have to be, you know, be getting to bed like super early and all this stuff and uh, miss out on a bunch of fun things. But then it, it was cool to see that there, there was a rule for it that could be used, but only for the things that really mattered. Because in reality, 90% of the time when I'm staying up super late, it's not anything useful. I'm tired. I'm just basically reacting off like emotional decisions, just you know, watching a movie or you know, scrolling, you know, social media or something useless, right? So if it actually matters and is worth my time to stay up at that hour, then it will be on my calendar and I'll have planned for it ahead of time. Right. Um, so, anyways, that was the whole conclusion. Um, I got a couple things to say about that, if you don't. Yeah, go ahead. Mind. So. I think it's mostly good advice. Obviously, this is where you like take everybody's advice with a grain of salt, right? So you kind of combine everything and, works. Right. and figure out what works for you. So I don't want to disregard everything he said, but a few things seem somewhat counterintuitive to me. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the sustainability of you going to sleep at nine o'clock is like, in my opinion, 100% unrealistic, Right. Like you're talking about a guy who for the past few months has been going to bed at one, two, three or later. Mm-hmm. How on earth are you going to go to bed at nine o'clock? Good question. Like that's really good what, question. 12, 12 hours into your day. Like, I don't think that is, I mean like 12, 14 oh, yeah, hours yeah, into your saying. day. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. usually somebody's up for 16 hours. Right. So if you start going to bed at, well, I guess what could work is like a radical change. Earlier I was talking about how radical change doesn't work. That's what I'm realizing more and more. Radical change doesn't work. You need to, to find sustainable solutions. But if you wanted a radical change, what you could do is go to bed at nine before that energy burst hits you. 
mm-hmm. but then you'd probably be waking up like earlier, right? Like five or six. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, if you, you can leverage that and get stuff done in the morning to where yeah. that's worth it. But otherwise is your plan to sleep like 10, 11, 12 hours. That's going to cut down on your, on your working time. Right. So you either got to go with a radical change that in my opinion is unrealistic and unsustainable or find a more sustainable solution. So that's kind of where I like what he's saying, like plan for exceptions and mistakes. I think that's like brilliant advice as far as like all habits in general. And in this case, if he's saying, you know, go to bed by nine, miss that literally all the time. I just like, unless you make radical changes, like I'm talking about, you're, you're not going to hit that. I just don't think that's realistic for a college student whatsoever. And then, I mean, if you just look at this last week, think about all the unexpected things that came up for you, right? Like, I mean, actually the problems that we both had this week were unexpected things coming up. Like, like last week. Yeah. That we didn't know about that kind of pushed other things off. Like that was the problem we were both running into. Um, and so while it, in a perfect world, you could plan in a week advance to go to bed by, or, or to stay up later than, rather than go to bed early, um, that's not, that's also not realistic, right? And so I think it's good to be intentional about it, but I think there's kind of some better solutions. So mm-hmm. let me share with you what I, some changes I made because I was struggling with this, basically the same exact thing as you, not to like as extreme of a case that you are, but like still somewhat. And I made a few changes like the week before I left. Um, I haven't talked about it with you yet because I still wanted to give a few more weeks to see if it's worked. So I've pushed, I wrote down a list on the calendar, but I don't know if you saw it or not, but I pushed back my um, wake up time to 9 a.m. Um, for a while, I was trying... Well, when I first got to college, I was trying 8 a.m. Um, that wasn't really working. Tried 8.30 for a while. That wasn't working. So I pushed it back to 9 a.m. to give myself a little bit more time. My first class doesn't start until 11. Um, so I guess that's two hours before my first class to wake up, um, be on my phone, go work out, shower, get ready, maybe do one or two important small tasks, and then go to class. That means I'm going to bed my goal is by 1.30. So I started to like, I know we were talking about circadian rhythms and like taking advantage of that. I really started taking advantage of it when I tried to, I tried to start sleeping within those like 90 minute chunks. So seven and a half hours is five cycles. Um, and so if I go to bed by 1.30, wake up at nine, seven and a half hours, in theory, I should be waking up rested a majority of the time. That's worked well for the most part. However, sometimes in the morning, I'll wake up, just be really drowsy. Um, and so I like hit snooze once or twice, and then I'm good to go after that. So just giving myself like a little bit of buffer time in the morning, that's worked well. Or I probably should, right now my alarm isn't on my, or close to my bed, but I can still crawl from my bed and tap it and then go back to bed. So I'm thinking about moving it to the other side of my room because I don't have a roommate. Awesome. Um, so I'd have to like actually get up out of bed and go over there, but that doesn't really work for you since you have the roommate. But anyways, so I'm shooting for bed by one thirty. in the perfect world. If I can get to bed by one, that's going to let me have eight hours of sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm shooting for that every few nights, 
Um, and I'm, I'm kind of working backwards from there, reverse engineering this. If I shoot for one, then by midnight, I'd like to start winding down. Uh, and I know that it usually takes me about an hour to wind down. That was the other thing I was going to mention because um, he was talking about like going to bed before your energy boost. Um, I think that's one way to do it or take advantage of it, right? You either try to avoid it or you take advantage of it. For me, I've, I'm starting to take advantage of like your biological prime time, which I think we talked about briefly, but like when you do feel most energized and motivated, I think for both you and I, it's late at night. And so I just was like, well, instead of fighting it, why don't I take advantage of it? Um, so I started doing my work. Well, preferably I schedule two hours most nights um, for work. So it's usually between nine and 11 o'clock. Um, that's kind of at the start of when I start feeling like energized again. Sometimes it goes closer to like 10 to 12. Um, but it's during those times that I'm working on whatever like I follow my day themes, like this is my TFF day, my freelancing day, stuff like that. So it's during those times where I'm scheduling two hours to work on whatever day theme it is. Right. Um, and so generally that works well. Um, so I take advantage of it for two hours and then I have an hour to wind down starting at 12 from 12 to one winding down, following a like very strict night routine that I know if I follow every single step, I'm going to be able to like, as soon as I lay my head down on my pillow, just like fall, like fall asleep right away. Um, and so in theory, if all that goes well, then I'm, you know, asleep by one or one thirty, waking up at nine, um, and then good to go in the morning. The other thing I started doing was because I've told you that I need eight hours of sleep to function. And I'm right now basically only scheduling myself seven and a half hours of sleep. I'm scheduling naps, power naps, three out of five days a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the days I don't have classes. Um, never been a big napper before. I've done it more in the last three weeks than I ever have before in my life, but it's actually working really well. I just did some research on naps because a lot of times you take a nap and then you wake up feeling worse. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to like figure out why you have to keep it, you either have to keep it short, like 15 to 20 minutes or go through an entire sleep cycle. So 90 minutes. So if you don't have 90 minutes available, then I set a timer for 25 minutes. That gives me five minutes to fall asleep. Um, well, it depends on how tired I am. Like if I'm wide awake, then maybe I'll watch YouTube for a while. Then set a timer for 25 minutes, five minutes to fall asleep, and then 15 to 20 minutes sleeping, wake up. You'll be like a little groggy when you wake up, but then just like get up, move around, and then you're good to go. Usually like just completely changes the day for me. Um, so that's been working well on the days I don't have classes. Can't do it on the days I do have classes because my classes go through the entire afternoon. Um, but it's good enough every other day, basically. So one thing I like to do after after taking a nap is like go to the gym because, like I just said, like get up, move around right away helps kind of wake me up. And that's also, I guess, like the natural the natural time for humans when they're most what was it like when their muscles are most like fluid or something like that, something weird. Um, but it's 5 PM at the night when you're like your best time to work out is, I guess, um, based on like strength. And so I started like taking a nap around four o'clock and then waking up, going to the gym at five and going to get dinner after stuff like that. I'm just trying to take, 
take advantage of that biological prime time and circadian rhythm. Um, and then I already mentioned, yeah, winding down before bed, you know, YouTube or Netflix for half an hour, an hour, and then, you know, usually able to fall asleep right away. So those are kind of all the things I implemented to help with sleeping. It's worked pretty well. Um, I think solved the problems I was having. Now I'm just like struggling with other things that leave me exhausted, but it's not because of sleep. It's more so just because of all the crap I have going on. So that's kind of my advice about that. Um, what else did I write down? I guess it's not really advice. It was just telling you what I do. Maybe you could take something out of it. Yep. Um, I think there's some truth to both. You're very right that changing from um, changing going to bed by 9 p.m. is very radical. Um, and I I'm honestly don't know exactly when I get my energy burst towards the end of the night. Um, so as long as I'm Maybe it isn't as early as like, you know, 10 p.m. on the dot. So I can push it to like going to bed at 9.45 rather or like 10 p.m. Because I get my energy towards like 11 or whatever it is. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to experiment some. So I think I'm just going to experiment a lot. However, I'm trying to strike the balance of balancing school because I do use my evenings usually to get more work done. Like you mentioned, like you do. I'm also thinking to myself, well, if I just shifted my whole day around to where I'm getting up far earlier than I am right now, then would I be getting that same work done earlier in the day? Which, if I'm using my time well, I would be. And um, my energy is Here. drained right now, ironically enough. <laughs> I'm feeling just like trying to process this all in my head. I'm like, oh, I could use a nap right now, talking all this sleep. Um, yeah. What were you going to say? Well, you were kind of saying how you don't really know what time you get that energy boost. When I was researching like biological prime times, yeah, there were people who kind of recommended, I think they said for three weeks, set a timer for every hour. And at that hour, mark down, it's like three criteria. I don't remember what it is, but mm-hmm. it's probably like your energy level, your productivity and something else kind of like tracking what your natural time is for three weeks. Uh, And then you'll kind of have an idea of when you're motivated, when you're energized, when you're not, you know, Um, because personally for me, if I were to try to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier, I know that in the morning I'm not, I guess I'm not going to be in like a creative space in the morning. My mornings are really good for following a routine Matt Diavella even said that. I watched one of his videos recently. He was talking about how when he wakes up in the morning, he can't do creative work. Like he has to go work out and do something. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Like, Same like for me. Just like I have to follow a routine. Like if there's work that I have scheduled that's very monotonous um, and tedious, I can sit down and like do that in the morning. But otherwise I cannot do anything like remotely creative. So that's where I'm using that time at the end of the night when I am feeling good um, to work on that. And so you could do like a little study on yourself if you don't feel like you already noticed to test a few things. I think what they suggest is just stick to your regular routine for three weeks and track it that way. Um, Don't try to like mix things up and experiment because that's going to screw up your data. Just like run your normal life for three weeks. It's enough time to average it all out um, and then see kind of what results you find. And then 
if you can just build a schedule around that. Like, cause that's the hard part, right? Is this is what I want my days to look like. This is what actually happens. And then this is what comes up that I don't expect. Um, which again was kind of what we both struggled with this week. So I'm still figuring out solutions for that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have to say on the topic. I think I need to find kind of the best of both worlds, obviously, because I'm thinking like everyone's unique essentially. So taking Mr. Daniel's account or uh, advice into account, I don't necessarily have to go to bed by nine o'clock, right. To be super productive and, you know, successful and get all the sleep I need. Right. I essentially just need to have be going to bed at a consistent time, waking up at a consistent time and getting like a full seven to eight hours of sleep. Right. I'm feeling all three of those currently. And Sorry. Well, that's what I was going to ask um, was like, is this even like a struggle for you right now? What? Or did you say you're, you're failing or you're filling? Failing. Well, okay. I guess you're not getting a full eight hours, but I feel like you've been, you've gotten more consistent with it now. Yeah. Consistent all push forward. I think essentially another issue too is like, yes, it's like the 90 minute cycles matter. Um, but also like I'm on tech until the very last second of, of bed and um, I'm missing the first six hours of like normal sleep time for, for most people. So my sleep quality is way degraded and then I wake up with less sleep than I should be getting. So I always feel terrible like every single day of the week. And that's how it's felt for like the past for the entirety of October, essentially. Um, so yes, it's gotten more consistent, but I think consistency is only half the story. Um because some other factors do matter. And something about trying to go to bed at 1 a.m., it's a gamble. So some nights I do go to bed at 1 a.m. Other nights, if I miss 1 a.m., it's usually way later than that. Because at that point, the kind of psychological thing of like, oh, I missed it. You know, I'm going to fail this night anyways. I can just stay up as late as I want. Terrible thinking, but you know, that's how it is. Um, so I think it needs to be something like a mix of like, I just need to stop trying to push myself so late and essentially just go to bed much earlier in the night whenever I feel tired. Um, ideally, I mean, because obviously I wouldn't be able to essentially go to bed very well if I'm feeling super energetic. So like when I feel tired and it's in the evening, I shouldn't try to keep pushing myself up. Radical changes, while they might work temporarily, don't necessarily mean permanent lasting change. Yeah. Uh, what time do you wake up? Or need to wake up by? Need to wake up like 20 minutes before class is what I need to wake up. Ideally, and this has been one thing that's kind of frustrated me, is I want to be able to start incorporating more actual working, like working out. Because mm-hmm. um, that's one thing I've heard helps sleep a lot, is if you're working out during the day, doing some, kind of, some type of exercise. And really the only best time for me to do it is in the morning. Um, but if I, I know right now, if I wake up with the type of quality of sleep I'm getting, um, like the only reason I get out of bed at the time I do is because I have class. Um, so I'm not, I know for a fact, I'm not going to be getting up any earlier for a, a self-motivated reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially I know I need to, I haven't even tried to schedule like a working out time yeah. um, before fixing this sleep thing. Cause I know it's just not going to work. Um, yeah. And I should mention, yeah, I did, I did order melatonin, which I can start taking uh, to help me quit. Um, 
taking to help me get to bed in an earlier time. And I have that di digital alarm clock in my bed. And Mr. Ding also mentioned um, if other things are an issue, he uses a sleep mask and, and uh, these little, you're um, ear, not earbuds, but like little earplugs, I guess. Um, yeah, that on while he's traveling. And then he said that helps him a lot. Um, so there's some tools I can use. Um, but like, for example, I got some, I got some homework due tonight. And if I'm going to make the Sheikstreet's call into the homework, I'll probably just hit the hay after that, even if it's like super early. Um, and I might just start, I'm going to just try something radical um, for the first night and see how it goes and just try something. Because I know intuitively it's like, if I stay up too late tonight past a certain point, I'll kind of have enough energy to stay up super late. And that eats into my, um, <laughs> my energy for the day. Um, I don't know. All I know, here's essentially what I'm saying. I've got to sleep like an actual record of what times I've been going to bed for like the past 60 days, like two months ish, even closer to probably 90. Um, and it's always been later than earlier and later hasn't been working out. So obviously I need to push it backwards, which is earlier. How much earlier? I don't know. That's essentially how I'm trying to summarize everything. Yeah. I've been kind of rambling a lot. I would, I agree with that. And what I was going to suggest is like reverse engineering. So what time does your earliest class start? 9 a.m. Okay. So you said you need 20 minutes before that. Uh, absolutely. Um, and then I have experienced the exact same thing. If workout doesn't happen in the morning, it's not going to happen. Um, well, to a certain extent, unless you like have time scheduled later in the day and that <laughs> works out well. Um, so let's say you were waking up at seven. You think that'd give you enough time to work out? Plenty. I'd wake up and like, like, wow, two hours. What do I even do with myself? <laughs> yeah, that might be too much though. Because what happens to me when I have too much time in the morning is I just, that's when I hit snooze. That's when I, so you need like the perfect amount to where it's enough time where you still have time to go to the gym or whatever you're going to do, um, but not enough time for you to like hit snooze or whatever. So maybe say like 7.30. Do what? Let's start with eight because that gives me like a full 50 minutes to like wake up, get ready for the day, read for like 30 minutes. And basically the habits I do, um, ideally my original plan was I'd get those done in the morning. What's happened is I end up doing them at night because that's like, Oh, right before bed, I should do my habits real quick. I do right before bed, I hop in bed. And then I wake up like right before class starts the next day and get going. And then, of course, I find no time for it throughout the entire of the day because I'm, okay. I'm eating, I'm at the library or whatever. So I, if we can start with like one hour, because that, that would give me enough yeah. time to like basically just wake up, get ready, read for 30 minutes or something, or do something, finish all my habits, do some push-ups. And then like, oh, you know, 10 minutes till class, probably should start walking away. Yeah. And then once that works successfully for like a week, two weeks, I can bump it back and incorporate a workout when I've already built the habit of going to bed and waking up early. Okay. I like that. It's like a small, small change in the right direction. Like I was talking about. So if you're trying to wake up by eight, one, I think we've been trying to get to bed by this time goal, maybe mm -hmm. change it to wake up by this time goal, just switch it up. Like you're talking about, obviously what we're doing right now is not working. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe change that goal to wake up by eight and get habits done before class, something like that. Um, then reverse engineering. If you want eight hours of sleep, you need to be in bed by 12 or like sleeping by 12. Right. So you need to adjust your routine, your schedule, all of that to make that happen. Um, preferably I would say in any given three day period, make it happen twice. So if you had one miss every three days, I generally find that that's okay. Um, but trying to be consistent, at least two out of every three days, um, that way you're getting eight hours most days. And yeah, I think that would be like a step in the right direction. I don't, it's kind of radical, but it's not so radical that it's impossible. Right. Because if you were right now, trying to say like, I want to go to bed by 10, that's probably not going to happen, but this is like a radical enough change, but also a small enough change that it's possible. That'd be my, my suggestion. If that even works into your schedule, because that's what I ran into. I just realized it wasn't possible to go to bed before the current time that I was going to bed. I think it's just within reason. I mean, most obviously I'm not going to be like, Oh, you know, it's 1030. Got to go to bed. Forget this exam. I got to study for, or like, I got this paper this due tomorrow, you know, 9am, but sleep's more important. I mean, it's important, but if a grade is dependent on it, obviously I won't within reason. Whoa. Yeah. Within reason, I won't like sacrifice it. it, I think you get what I'm going to say, but like essentially, you know, College students sometimes do have to sacrifice a little bit of sleep to get some things done. Yeah. But ideally, I would be getting enough sleep consistently enough that during the day I would have enough energy to maximize those hours and get it all done without needing to push it towards the evening. Um, ideally. But of course, if there's an exception necessary here or there, then I can do that without feeling guilty. Because I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Like, especially if multiple classes are loading up towards one week, like kind of what's happening to you right now. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.